0: What's up, Chicago? I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. Have you watched Hair Love? It's an animated short about a Black father helping his daughter do her hair on a special day. I won't spoil it, but the year it came out, it won the Academy Award for the best animated short. And i warn you now, it's a tearjerker. Hair Love is on YouTube. It's only six minutes long. Go watch it. Anyway, the short was created by Matthew A. Cherry, and he's since adapted Hair Love into a full-on animated TV series called Young Love. It premieres this week on the streaming service, Max. And it's set right here in Chicago. Actually, Matthew A. Cherry is from Chicago. I talked to him about Hair Love and the new show, Young Love, and how he's hoping to inspire a new generation of Black animators. But first, let's get into his early days in Chicago and what he was into as a youngin.
1: Sports. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I I was all about sports. You know, growing up in Chicago, like, I'm, I'm sure as it is now, you know, there were like a lot of gangs kind of, you know, in the area. and. The, the one way to kind of stay clear from that, they would give you a pass is if you, um, you know, played sports. So mm. I played baseball from when I was five years old, but also did football, baseball, basketball, and track in high school. And so, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that was a lot of my time was put, put towards that.
0: I mean, first of all, can you throw out some streets? Like what, what, what was some intersections you were by? Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, P- Pulaski and Lawrence, um, you know, uh, central and like, uh, Chicago Avenue, you know, Ohio and Cicero, like, you know, on the west side. So, yeah. Okay. But Pulaski and Lawrence is kind of where I grew up. And then, um, w- went like an hour every every day in high school up to Loyola Academy and we'll met.
0: Yes. And then give me, give me some of these, uh, sports teams names. Like, I'm talking about like the youngins, like when you were little, like, oh, yeah. What was it? Um, yeah. I got
1: you. Yeah. So I played at Gompers Park, um, in Chicago yeah. and then, uh, for baseball and then, uh, Portage Park, uh, for football. But I went to Hawkins Elementary. Yeah, the Loyola Academy for high school.
0: What kind of kid were you? So you were like, you were like into sports. I mean, you ended up making films. Were you artsy also?
1: No, you know, it's so funny, man. Like my sister is this like super like top tier painter. Like, I don't know if y'all can look her up. Her name is uh, Caitlin Cherry. But it was crazy because we we had like really no art in the house. You know, my dad was a factory worker. and My mom uh, was a legal secretary. She worked at this law firm, Mayor Brown and Platt, downtown Chicago. And so... um, yeah, you know, like it was just a regular kind of Chicago upbringing. It's just crazy that me and both me and my sister ended up in the arts when, like, we didn't grow up like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at your sister now. I'm I'm seeing some blue hair. I'm seeing oh, yeah. septum piercing.
1: She's like an anime character. Yes. But she's like a super talented <laughs> artist, man. Like, wow. It's gonna cost a nice penny to get her art. <laughs> she ain't, she ain't selling it for the low no more.
0: Good, good. <laughs> as as she should. Um, so. You talked about going to high school, going to Loyola Academy and Will Met. Um you played yep. four separate sports. Um mm-hmm. but then you were also in the radio and T V club?
1: I was, yeah. I uh um, Tell me about
0: that. Like what what piqued your interest? How did you end up joining that?
1: I I just really love music, honestly. Like, music kind of was the first love, even more so than film and TV. Okay. And um, I thought that maybe, you know, growing up with, with WGCI and B96 and, you know, V103, like, <laughs> you know, I thought that, uh, event, you know, maybe there'd be a future in, like, radio or kind of music. And so, uh, you know, the radio TV club was ah. really cool.
0: So you play football at the University of Akron. Yep. You graduated and you signed with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And then you bounced around a little bit, a few NFL teams, but you also studied film in college. I'm wondering while you were playing pro ball, was film like living in your life in any way at that time? Did the two ever come at odds?
1: Yeah, I didn't really know like exactly what I was going to do when I was in the league. Like, So (laughs) I ended up being an undrafted free agent and um, I knew that pretty early on that when I was with uh, Jacksonville in 2004, I was like, "Damn, like I'm gonna have to figure out my plan B," because <laughs> you know I ended up uh, on the practice squad, and you know it's just like when you're when you're not like on the main roster, they just like it's basically like you're you're part of the team, but you're not. Like you do all the activities, you do all the practices and the workouts and stuff, but yeah, you know they don't put you in the team picture. You know when they go to away games, you don't travel, and at home games, you're not even on the sideline. They put you like up in the suite. And so it just was very like off-putting because like my entire life, you know, you play at a high level and to kind of see that, I was like, all right, shit, I, you know, I, this, this is eye opening. I, I need to figure out my plan B.
0: Yeah. And
1: um, thankfully, uh, met somebody that was a part of this program called Streetlights and Street lights is this nonprofit that helps men and women of color become production assistants. And that was kind of like the big thing I had on my mind. Like, all right, if I when eventually when I do retire, I'm going to try to figure out how to make. This thing happened when it comes to uh, kind of film and TV.
0: So, tell me how did how did the the film penchant and and the kind of media penchant blossom?
1: Yeah, you know, so I started off as a production assistant, and for those that don't know what that is, it's like you know basically like an intern. Like you know, you're on set. You sometimes you have to drive the truck and bring all the equipment to set. Sometimes you're getting the director's chairs and setting them up. You know, pretty much all the things that. Nobody wants to do on set. That's what you're doing. It's amazing.
0: I mean, this is similar to how I got into radio. Like, I was doing a career shift, and I was, like, a grown woman and a professional. And then, you know, all of a sudden, I'm over here with these, like, novices. Because I'm a novice, but they're, like, younger than me. I don't know.
1: Is that, does that yeah. resonate? Yeah, a little bit. You know, like, I, I, it's crazy to say this, but, you know, I, I retired from football at, like, 25. So, but, you know, 25 is still, like, older if you're trying to be a PA, right? Mm-hmm. So. It was cool though, man. I loved it. Like, honestly, like I, I love being a PA. Like, you know, I was able to work on a lot of cool different things, you know, like Nike commercials and uh, you know, things like that. And so I, I just love going to the set every day because sometimes I'd be like, I can't believe they're paying me to be here. Cause you're just like literally seeing like how the sausage is made essentially yeah. and you're getting paid for it. And um, my big, my first big break though was uh, when I was PAing, I got a call from uh girlfriends um they were on their going into their eighth season which ultimately ended up being their final season and i ended up getting a job and so that was like really i would say the first thing that really had me thinking about like okay maybe i could like be a writer or director Mm. being on a classic show like that where pretty much most of the major department heads are black you know marbrock akil was very like just gracious and kind of sharing like her journey and Seen people like Debbie Allen come through and direct episodes. Melissa Shelton. Wow. My job was to basically bring Tracy Ellis Ross and everybody, Golden Brooks, and um, everybody from the trailer to the set, and that was really the introduction.
0: Well, um, good for you. You ended up going on to direct a few live-action films. Um yep. You directed some episodes of Abbott Elementary, Blackish. Yep. You were the executive producer on Black Klansman. Um, First of all. Yep. You know, thank you for telling Black stories. I just want to
1: oh, <laughs> give yeah. you a virtual I mean, bow. You know, uh,
0: thank you so much. Um, it's so important. No, I mean,
1: it's like, you know, sometimes some people try to shy away from it, but, you know, it's like, why wouldn't I want to tell Black stories if you have an opportunity to like represent your people and to kind of showcase things that are relatable and that you can pull off your own experience? Like, I, I don't see the problem with that.
0: Yeah, of course. Some people do. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about Hair Love, um which had me and everybody I know outright crying. But <laughs> then I mean it was like 6, you know, 6-7 minutes and you're like, "Okay.
1: Yep. Now
0: my face is drenched." Um I really love hearing you talk about why you made the film. And I wonder if you can get into that now. What were some of the main issues that you really wanted to deal with with Hair Love?
1: You know, there just wasn't a ton of representation really in TV or film, you know, with black characters, and um Also, uh, just, you know, little black girls and boys that just like have like naturally curly hair and, you know, textured hair and, you know, kinks and coils and all of that. Like, you really didn't see the natural hair being represented in, you know, in the few projects that were in there as well. And so. Yeah. And then also, thirdly, uh, black fathers, like, you know, just being in the industry and seeing kind of like how black dads have been depicted or, or not depicted at all. Um, I thought there was an opportunity where we could kind of hit this trifecta of getting representation, kind of showcasing the present Black Fathers, but also uh, getting like a character like Zuri who, you know, has natural hair, loves it. She loves it because of her parents, you know, and um, get it in there. So that really was kind of the the goal the, the, the goal. Initially, of the project
0: um so you had worked on short films before. I know you were working on some mu- yep. music videos. Um, what did you bring yep. from that part of your work into hair love?
1: Music videos was how I learned how to direct mm. and I always noticed growing up there were two types of videos. you had the videos that were like very story specific, and you had videos that were like very visual, all about the looks, the lighting, the set design, et cetera. Mm. And I don't know, I always just navigated towards the storytelling videos. Mm-hmm. You know, the you know, I miss you, Aaron Hall, like, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like how emotional that made you feel something, you know, when you saw kind of how that yes. storyline The girl out. is
0: mine. Yeah, oh my or god. the boy like, the boy, the boy so is many. mine. And, uh, the boy is mine. Yeah, sorry. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean there's so many, right? And um so being able to tell a story or basically a short film in a music video format in three or four minutes was like literally the training ground to do a short film and animation in five or six minutes. Being able to like just showcase emotion without words and we end up doing a short film without words, you know, that really showcase a lot of emotion. And uh, if it hadn't been for the music videos, I don't think I would have been able to tell a story without words in that way.
0: Wow. It was the animation, the storyline. I mean, it all got me. Um, yeah, so so thank you for that, and, and great job.
1: <laughs> oh, thank you.
0: Let's get into Young Love. Um, this is the new show that's that's coming out this week. The cast is stacked. Issa Rae, Kid Cuddy, Shirley Ralph, Loretta Devine, and that's just a few. Like it's it's a lot of folks' voices that I that I definitely recognize in the show. As for the story. I can see a lot of obvious similarities between Young Love and Hair Love: recovering mother, loving father, adorable daughter, black hair.
1: Oh, it's literally the extension. Like yeah. it takes place two months after the short. Yep.
0: Yes. Okay. Two months. Okay, so that's the time frame: two months after the short. This is where we are. Yep. The hair has grown out a little bit. Yeah. Uh, with, with Issa Rae's character. Um, yep. I feel like in the in the short we get a glimpse into these folks' lives, and I guess right. I just want to know if you could explain like, how does that really flower? Um, in the show.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the cool thing about the short was that a lot of the stuff that ended up making it into the series was already in there in the short, you know, like we knew that it was going to be set in Chicago. You know, that's why if you look, we re- look at the short and you look at the, the apartment, you know, they're in a basically a two flat, you know, yes. brownstone, you know, in, in, in Chicago, you know, we really wanted to showcase a young millennial um, family who, you know, dad got tattoos, you know, Mom got, you know, my mom is brown skin, got, you know, short hair, just a a really different look that you haven't really seen on an animated show. It's
0: a very progressive take on on coupling. Also, I know there's an episode about marriage or not. (laughs)
1: Listen, listen, like, that's what it is. Like, you know, I'm married, you know, got, got an 11 month old now, like it's not about these traditional family roles where it's like, all right, you're going to do all the cooking and the cleaning. I'm going to bring home the bacon or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, look, it's a strike right now. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. my wife got a regular gig. Like, you know, she's holding it down right now. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like to me, like the rent is way too high to be on that <laughs> BS about like, this is you what I'm not going to do. Like, yes. like, like we got to figure it out at the end of the day or we're not going to survive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Really cool expansion and, you know, really hope people dig it. You know, it's for the family, multi-generational show. You know, the grandparents could watch it with the grandkids. Parents mm-hmm. could watch it with the kids. And, you know, we hope that people will dig it.
0: Definitely family vibes. I am curious about getting into the um, the animation. And I, I guess I'm just curious, like, what was it like getting into the minutiae of that type of uh, visual representation?
1: Hair Love was a story that I think the medium had to be animation. You know, I always joke, like, if Hair Love was a live-action short film, I don't think it would have gotten to a film festival, let alone, like, you know, won an Oscar. You know, I think there's just something about animation that makes things more universal, right? Mm. Like, had it been live-action, I think people would have like, oh, this is a story about a Black dad, and they wouldn't have been able to see be- the message that's, that's kind of beyond it for whatever reason. You know, with animation, like, we're yeah. used to seeing robots, cars, there's all kinds of different things. Humanoid. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, you like feel very strong emotions for these things, you know, Lion King is an example, right? And so if you could feel that for a lion, if you could feel that for a robot, if you could feel that for a rat, you could feel that for whatever, it's the same kind of idea. And you know, you can feel that for a black family. And I think Mm. there was just something about the medium of animation that just helped the story become more universal.
0: I guess I wonder if it's felt like a different kind of vibe moving from an animated film space to the TV space. Um, I know you've you've kind of worked in both. I guess I'm wondering what, what is the culture like among Black folks creating Black animation?
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, look, it, I ain't gonna lie to you. You know, it's hard, you know, like okay. kind of like me being in... LA kind of brand new in like 2007 and not really knowing what the industry was like, I think it's kind of the same when it comes to animation. You know, I just don't think enough of us know that you can work in the space. You know, if you're a great artist that does graffiti or loves to draw, like you could literally be working on your favorite animated movies. You know, I just, we don't know those opportunities, uh, mm. opportunities exist. And so there's just like, so few of us in this industry kind of on all sides from executives to creators to like, actual animators and people that get into the trenches on making these shows, So definitely need more black people to get involved with animation because, uh, you can do it. Like I've seen it. Like we just need more.
0: So young love, as you said, is set in Chicago. So too was hair love. Um, one of the episodes is called Chicago love. Um, what, what are you excited for folks to find out about black love and life in the city?
1: You know, like, Chicago was more than what everybody's trying to put on it in these headlines. You know, everybody wants to quick to say, what about Chicago? You know, when some gun violence happens anywhere in the country. But, you know, Chicago is everything. You know, Chicago is hardworking. People that work nine to fives, they're trying to survive. They're trying to live. But they also have a bigger dreams that they're trying to work towards. Yeah. They're also present for their families. Like, that's what we're representing.
0: Matthew A. Cherry is the Academy Award-winning creator of Hair Love and the new Max TV series based on it called Young Love, which premieres on Thursday. Matthew, thank you.
1: Oh, no, thank you for having me.
0: And that's it for today. Coming up soon on The Rundown, Chicago might be on the verge of ending tipped minimum wage for servers at restaurants. Would a decision like this affect you? How? Leave us a voicemail at 312-948-4632. Again, 312-948-4632. Or if you want, you can send us a voice memo, record it on your voice recording app on your phone, and send it to the Rundown Pod at wbec.org. Thank you to Justin Bull and Sarah Stark for producing The Rundown and to Ariel Van Clee for editing the show. The Rundown is produced by WBEZ Chicago and is a part of the NPR network. If you love the show, please rate us. Please review us. It helps more people find The Rundown. I'm Aaron Allen. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you later.